All right, hey yo, this is Noobed, episode ten. We made it to the double digits. Moment. We made it to double digits. Big moment. As you've heard, we are professionals now, so we are doing our podcast in front of a live studio audience. Oh, you Laugh heard that? Now? Nice. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Huh? Yeah, Perfect. not bad. These buttons are starting to work for us. It's <laughs> August twenty third. Uh, again, this is the second show of the week because we missed last week, so we need to catch you up on all the local New England beer stuff. We're excited to bring it to you. We also need to bring our rankings up, get our downloads back up because we're professionals now. Our life depends yes. on it. Very Mo important. has a kid on the way. We'll he do. needs to feed them. Shout out with to the, Jess. <laughs> shout out to Jess with the earnings that we're going to get from this podcast. So we will jump right into the tap list, similar to the earlier show, but slightly different Love in it. some regards, just like all of our shows, you yes. might say. They're basically the same. <laughs> we're going to start but off with what are you drinking? Differences. Local releases segment. Uh, we're going to do Ben's Adventures instead of Mo's Adventures this time. Perfect. We have vocabulary again. Each have one word. Weird beer stuff. And we'll close it out with Shelf of the Week. We're going to go fast and furious to get you a double dose of noob this week. So we're going to go into the what are you drinking. And what are we actually drinking right at this very moment is a high robot bottle condition Saison from our good friend Eric. Uh, Eric, thank you very much for this beer. Can't wait to try it. Oh, you can hear that's pouring beautifully. It's, <laughs> it's actually pouring really well. <laughs> uh, so this was in a homebrew competition. Can you tell a little backstory about this? Yeah, Eric, uh, he didn't give me a whole lot of details. I don't know where he placed in the homebrew competition. I only know that he did not win, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, the name of the beer actually is Prairie Dog, Ooh, uh, which wow. I found during the last show. Really cool name for a beer. I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, he failed to give me a sticker, which would have been cool because I could have put it right on my keg. Yeah. Um, on my kegerator, rather, but you know, whatever. Maybe you get it to me later. Yeah, no big deal. Maybe you sponsor day. the show, whatever, whatever. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, a hundred bucks. We're only looking for a hundred. Yeah, it's not a big guys. deal. And a sticker. An investment here. Hundred dollars and a sticker. Hundred dollars and a sticker, and probably a beer for each show. Who yeah, beer for each show. Maybe a tiku yeah. glass. Maybe t- when I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot it's of things that we're asking semantic. for, but it's like yeah, yeah, maybe pick and choose a couple of those. <laughs> so, in addition to the high robot release here of Prairie Dog. Uh, we also have, I found a nice little brewery here on the North Shore called Turtle Swamp Brewing. Have you heard of them? I have not. I can't say that. I'm excited Great name, to try though. It. Yeah, this is a pretty cool spot. Where is it? Uh, it's on the North Shore, just outside of Boston. Okay. And they have a beer called Nick's Bitter, but never mad. <laughs> uh, it's 4%. They also have a, a Serendipitous, great. which is a double IPA, coming out this week. Exhibit A. Uh, it's a local brewery, and they have their Hair Razor Double IPAs out again. I don't know if you saw, but they did have a blog post about it, how it's not quite as hazy, this batch. A lot of people no. were concerned about it, and they said that they actually brew each batch by hand. So they did something a little off with the temperature. It still tastes the same, but it's a little bit clearer. And they said it was the, never their goal to release a hazy beer, but only to release a good double IPA so that's kind of interesting I did learn something at Revival today and I mean I kind of already knew a lot of this but um, when they were when they were hopping they were actually brewing a beer while we were there Mm -hmm. and they had uh, the hops that they were adding to the wort and they had them in order of what they were adding and at what point they were adding them and how long they were going to boil them for Yeah. and your flavor of the beer is very dependent on sticking to that exact formula. Yeah. And if you, for whatever reason, do something a little earlier, something a little later, maybe do something like audible out and 
do something weird. You could definitely end up, end up with a hazy beer or end up with a, a super hoppy beer or a super sweet beer, and it yeah. wasn't what you intended in, at all. They said something with uh, they cooked it too long and the protein, the oils in the protein or something, they evaporated and dropped out, and that lost their sediment hazy feel. I'll, I'll post an article to the blog. You can take a look at it for yourself. That's great that they actually owned up to it. Exactly. And they said, like, you know, that wasn't what we were trying to do. We'll yeah. do better next time. That's great. Yeah. And uh, found another small brewery in Westbrook, Maine uh, called Mass Landing. And they do a rotating hop series called Green to Green. And this week it's Galaxy, so that sounded pretty good. Perfect. Looked like they had some pretty neat stuff. Maybe I'll take a trip up there in a couple weeks. And... Um, my last one, I was excited about it. I told you about this on um, a couple days ago, but I saw it on Instagram. Grim is canning now. Yes. So uh, this is a kind of a cool story, kind of a sad story as well. But uh, Grim put out a can called Power Source, um, and it was a collaboration with a brewer called Barrier Story. Uh, Grim and okay. Barrier Story did a collaboration because... They were actually in the process of purchasing tanks to get their own brewery going. And after they finished their last payment of a t- from purchasing tanks from a highly reputer, reputable fabricator, that fabricator went out of business oh, no. and took all of their money. They estimated they lost 225000 apiece. Damn. So they came up. A local brewer actually let them brew and can in their facility. They did a can release and Tiku glasses to recoup some of the money that they lost. But obviously, that's a tremendous amount of time and money to lose for a brewery like Grimm. I mean, Grimm will make it back. I'm sure I have no doubt yeah. about that. But that just that sucks. And then probably, hopefully, they don't lose trust in the the process and and don't get their own place because of it. But they've, I mean, they've kind of grown their reputation as being these nomad brewers, yeah. and they they go from place to place. So. Uh, not completely surprised that they got burnt at some point, but that that's that's a blow right there. Yeah. Um. I didn't I didn't know that at all. And the Tiku glasses are pretty cool. It's like <laughs> it's uh, they do one for Grim, which it shows kind of the tanks that they got and some of the tanks that are missing. Yeah. And another series for the Barrier Story, which is the tanks that they got and the tanks that they're missing. So if you put them together, it almost looks like a whole part. But but they actually got the. You know, got tanks donated, or they were, they were using somebody uh, I, else's. I think they used somebody else's facility just that's for this a, release. That's a great thing in craft beer. You know, it's no matter what happens to you and what you know, what kind of shit you're going through, whether you don't have the right ingredients or whatever. It, it, there's tons of people in this community that will actually lend a hand. Yeah. Even though they're competing for the same tap handles, you know, they're they're out there like trying to sell just as much beer as you and more beer than you. Yeah. They're still willing to lend a hand every now and then and be like. Look, man, I know you. I know you got, you got the shit end of the stick here. Let me let me help you out for a little bit. So that that's 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 good to hear. Yeah. So I hope that they're doing okay. And shout out to them. And you can find Grim on some uh, some better liquor stores on the shelf. They have some rare 750s out there. You probably won't see too many cans around us. Really hard to come by at this yeah, point. But I mean, really, really, we've good gone stuff. like. We've gone like a month and a half maybe now without seeing any Grim kegs. Yeah. Which is kind of concerning because yeah. we, we were getting that like pretty regularly mm-hmm. and then it just dried right out and now oh. we don't see it at all anymore. Well, this may so, have something to do with it, but. Maybe. I uh, mean, if I can get cans, that'd be great. Yeah. So that's the end of our local releases segment. Um, we'll go right into our Ben's Adventures. Nice. Uh, this is a, a tale, a cautionary tale, you might say. 
Uh, I took a trip last week. Was it last week? Maybe yeah. two weeks ago? I think it was last week. It may Maybe have been it, was the week before. it may have been the know, week you know what? before for the nomenclature release up at Proclamation. Uh, I went with a couple friends. Shout out to Seamus, shout out to Todd. Um, we left a little later than anticipated. The release was supposed to open at 1.30. We left at about 12.30. We got there at 1 o'clock or shortly thereafter, 1, 1.25, about five minutes before the release. There was like 150 people there. Yep. They only had like 50 cases of nomenclature. So we never got a can of anything. I thought they had more stuff than just the nomenclature. We never got a can of anything. So... Very discouraged after having that, but I did get to try the mosaic derivative. I got a, oh, at least cool. a taster of it, but uh, no cans of it. So that was a cautionary tale before you drive out there. Make sure you can kind of get some. Uh, but not all was lost. We got to go to Tilly's, which is a cheesesteak place right near there. I'm very happy about Tilly's. I got the classic classic Tilly's cheesesteak with the cheese whiz. Man, I housed it down. I had the pickles on there. Nice. Oh, we got some pork rinds. We were eating it all. I got a milkshake with a donut on the straw. It was crazy. That sounds awesome. Got a nice stomachache from that. Good. Then we drove over to Tilted Barn. I figured we had no chance at getting any Tilted Barn, but I was wrong. We were... Wrong about, on a couple things yeah, there, I guess. Yeah, about but. the last 20 to 25 people to get peep-toed cans. Their uh, propagator was sold out for the day in cans. We got to try it, though, on tap. Mm-hmm. Kind of happy that I didn't get it in a can. Just was wasn't, number eight? Wasn't my thing. Yeah, number okay. eight. Um, and we got Peep Toad Cans 2 4-packs, which we were able to enjoy. One of my cans exploded, but that's a different story. Yeah. Uh, some, something crazy happened. but Have you um, done anything about that? Have you, have you no, talked to anybody? I, I talked to Gary, and he said that they would reimburse it if I went back, but... I mean, I is mean, it really... Yeah, I, I'm not going to... I'll wait in line like everybody else. So, then we went up to Long Live. Long Live had no cans, no growlers. Ouch. <laughs> we had a pint of Fruit Dude. So, all in all, I went to three breweries. I got two four-packs. I got three One of pours, which you gave to me. One of which I gave to you. And then, you know, so I was out. A lot of gas money, a lot of mileage. But, you know, I had a good day. I had, I had fun. I had All a lot right. of fun. Well, I mean, so, you got a cheesesteak out of the situation. I did. So. I got a fantastic cheesesteak. Shout out to Tilly's. Tilly's, you could be a sponsor at $100 a week. $100 a month. month. No, uh, $100 a year. A year. Yeah, we'll we'll take any of those Hell, things. we'll give you a year. $100 a year. Tilly's cheesesteak. If you steak. want to jump in on a weekly basis, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. we give you more shout outs. Maybe we add a food situation. Live podcast from with... Tilly's. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, like the, where this is at. The possibilities are endless, really, with that. I like where that. this is at. Gary, this is get like, on uh, that for us, bud. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to conclude Open Ben's to adventures. It. Again, really just a whole lot of nothing. I hope to get that nomenclature. <laughs> if anyone out here is listening and had nomenclature, let me know how it is. I've heard it's fantastic. Drink. Yep. And, um, you know, I was really excited. I hope to get it. I hope to actually get anything every time I go out, but wasn't to be. I you mean, know. maybe we can work out a trade for it. Maybe we got a listener out there somewhere that has a yeah. has a can. Maybe they've tried a few. Maybe they bought a four pack. They liked it, but didn't love it. Yeah, they well, want to get rid of one can. I'd be happy to trade something for it. Give me a the, shout out. This so. was the other alarming thing was that they started off saying that you could get two four packs. Okay. And as the line progressed, they lowered that down to one four pack. Eventually, to two cans into wow. a single can per person. Holy And we hell. still didn't get any. I would be pissed. Imagine if you were on the line to get two four-packs and they cut you at one four-pack. 
Or even worse, a four-pack and they cut you to two cans. Or, or worse, you don't get any beer. Yeah, I wish you don't get any like me. <laughs> I mean, it's not all that bad. I got a cheesesteak. How was your cheesesteak? Everybody else had to wait by me. <laughs> uh, but that is it for Ben's Adventures. Um, for more on the nomenclature, we'll post a picture of the can at least. It looked really cool. Yeah, I mean, it was a cool-looking can. I'll give him that. Yeah, so we'll post that. They even had a special bottle made. But we are going to move on to our vocabulary segment. Vocabulary, we give you a beer word that you might not know. Uh, we will start here with Mo. Mo has a beer word. He's going to give to me, and then I am going to give it to him. Spelling competition, definition competition right now. So, uh, Mo, why don't you lead us off with vocabulary? Um, sure. I'll go first. Uh, again, another softball for you as far as spelling is concerned. I like softballs. Really, really great Saison, by the way. Just yeah, took a good first sip of it. Man, this is, this is solid as hell. Very good. Um, real softball for you. Uh, definitely is part of what I do at the at the restaurant. So my word for you is cask. Cask, wow. So it's a difficult word. Yeah, I know. Just think it through. I'm gonna go with C A S K. You could have gone Q U E. I respect <laughs> that you didn't. You went K. That is correct. Oh with cask, yep. So basically the the cask and pig, I mean that's half of what we do at the cask and pig is cask beer. Okay. Um, so we have 25 draft lines. One of them is a cask line. I would say probably 75% of the people that walk in the door have no idea what a cask beer is. So yeah. I thought at some point on this show, it would be appropriate to address that and actually try to teach anybody who's listening a little bit about cask beer. Actually a good idea because I, I know what it is and I'm still warming up to it. I mean, it took, takes a lot of time. It's an acquired definitely. taste. So. It definitely is. Uh, so cask beer is basically unfiltered, unpasteurized beer um, that is given to you in what's called a firkin, which is just a really fancy word for like a 13-gallon keg. you got to be firkin kidding me. Exactly. Uh, most most <laughs> kegs... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Most half barrels are 15 and a half gallons. Most firkins are 13.2. So they're a little smaller than a regular keg, shaped the same exact way. They have a keystone on the front, which is basically just... Uh, a little spot that you drive the spire through. Okay. Spire is basically what you'd use to kill a vampire. Mm, so okay. you put you put that against the keystone. I prefer the wooden stake. Yeah, you heart. could use yeah you could use that too, but, but a wooden spire okay. would spire. be the same thing. So yeah. you just knock 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 it through the keystone, and then you have your keg. Uh, you have your your firkin is tapped. Yes. The beer inside is actually still undergoing secondary fermentation. Mm-hmm. So the beer isn't fully, basically isn't fully ready for service. Um, it's still, it's still eat. The yeast is still eating the sugars, converting that into alcohol. Um, so there's still a lot of things going on with the beer. It's typically served at a little higher temperature. Uh, we serve it at the Cask and Pig at about 48 degrees. Yeah. Um, because we find that 55, which is typical cask beer temperature, people, most people aren't ready for that. Yeah. It's I mean, a little, uh, it's a little odd to drink a beer. That you feel is is warm. I will and, say that that that's the issue I have. With it. Yeah, the, I mean the average, the average person. And it, it definitely depends on the beer. Because if you drink a yeah. porter, like when we had Mayflower porter on cask, mm-hmm. when we served that at fifty five, we had no issues with it. Yeah. And a porter at that temperature, that you just it reeks of coffee. You get chocolate. It really does open up the aromas a lot. So that that's why we were doing that. But since we've been doing Buzzards Bay beers. Um, we, we lowered the temperature a little bit because we're doing flounder. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Moby D. Um, we did um, the golden ale from Mayflower. Once we started getting away from, like, the porter aspect, you definitely... Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> that, was, that was a sneeze I right there. Have, that was a great a man sneeze. Died. That, that man oh, may have died. He might have. We may have a secondary Mozambique massacre. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, that I mean, that's basically what a cask beer is. So, while it's sitting in the cask, it's, it's undergoing fermentation. So, it's usually good in the system for about two weeks or so, which is how long it usually takes us to go through a cask. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's... In, in the United King, they call this real ale. Yeah. This is, like, traditional... Uh, British, like this is this is how they like their beer at this temperature and how this is served, like the whole conditioning, conditioning method. So yeah, it is a very old world practice. Definitely. I would say with the hand, hand pumped aerator. Yep. And uh, kind of pump some of that air into it, but no added CO two. It's yeah. all by your hand. You're the, pumping it out. The so. temperature is is something to really you got to kind of drink it fast because if it's coming out at 54 degrees yep. you know by the time you're at the bottom of the glass it's a good 72 degrees so could very well be um it's something to get used to but again don't knock until you try it you know it's one of our requirements for getting our uh, glass at the the poor farm which we're working on now it feels like a lifetime ago but you only have to get 10 casts but man that is a struggle I'll yes tell you. i mean i still haven't done it I, would I don't say think you have either. It's arguably it's more difficult than doing ten podcasts. Speaking as a professional, Ooh. I could I yeah, say that prof- is more. Yeah, difficult. I feel like we can say that now. This has been a difficult road. Yeah. The retaping, <laughs> the lawnmowers, oh, the sneezing man. guys. Yeah. So, but we're pros. We're looking for sponsors. If you haven't figured yeah. that out yet, so uh, <laughs> we are going on to my vocabulary word, and uh, tis the season, guys. It. Oh, no. I'm sorry to say, but summer's over. Uh, we are moving on. It's going to flip like a light switch. Before you know it, you'll see pumpkin beer everywhere. So I am going to get you familiar with a word that you will see pretty fast and furious in all fall beers. Uh, and that word, another softball for you, Mo, is malt. Ooh, love it. M-A-L-T. That is, that is the word, malt. Uh, short from maltose. Uh, and malt is basically, in beer terms, it has many terms throughout, uh, throughout life, but in beer terms, it's malted barley, which is extracted uh, for its fermentation sugars in the beer process. And uh, malt brings a sweetness to a beer, very popular in many German-style beers. Uh, some of the practices they use of malting is toasting, they use it in the lagers, they use it in pale malts, and one of my favorite uses is the malt backbone which they use in the Dogfish Head 90-Minute IPA to kind of take mm. out some of the bitterness. So you'll see a lot of German-style beers with the caramelized color, the caramel yep. color or the dark red, dark orange colors. They have a lot of malt. Uh, I think this is to mask a lot of things in their sure. brewing process. Uh, very prevalent in Oktoberfest. Uh, any other, pretty much any pumpkin lager that you have will have malt Absolutely. with a hint of cinnamon in it this, this season. So... When you're on the uh, when you're on the lookout for beers, they don't put them a lot in IPAs, except for the ones that we said uh, the 90 minute IPA. A lot of them use a backbone to kind of take a lot of the bitterness out, so they can add more and more hops and keep it uh, keep it neutral for your tongue. So, uh, but you will see a tremendous amount of malt here coming up in the upcoming months, unfortunately. But that's the way it is. I, it I is. don't I mean, mind a lot of. I don't the, mind it either. Yeah, I don't mind a lot of the pumpkin beers. Not every beer needs to be hop forward. It's kind of the season for that. It's yeah. the ambers. It's the browns. Yeah. It's the, yeah, you know, the amber, the yeah. auburns. You know, like things like that. I mean, you see a lot of beers like that during this time of the year, and 
That's fine. I mean, I think pumpkin, honestly, is a little bit of overkill. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a pumpkin beer. So, as, as a buyer, I'm like, which two pumpkin beers do I have? Yeah. I mean, Shipyard's one of them. I mentioned it uh, in the previous podcast. It's like, that's one that you have to have, even though that beer is shit. Yeah. You have to have it because everybody wants it, and they want it with the cinnamon sugar rim. And, of course. God damn it. It just you beat you beat pumpkin beer to death. So it's nice to see a lot of other beers like the Browns, like I said, that have a good malt uh, malt profile, give you that caramel sweetness, give you that folly fallsy type of of beer, full yeah. body, but you know, tasty and but not necessarily hop forward. So I, I did like you know shipyard pumpkin head back in the day. I actually don't mind it too much without the rim. I I don't hate the beer. It's the rim that really pisses yeah, me off. Yeah, the rim is is overkill. I mean, it, it is what it is. But that that's a gimmick that they get. You know, and that you can identify what somebody's drinking just by looking at the rim of the glass. So and, and what bothers me about that beer is that they can have a bad year with that beer, and people will still drink the shit out. Oh of yeah, it. they don't. It care. doesn't matter. Like. Care. It's just like an like a Sam Adams, like the Oktoberfest, the summer. Yeah. I mean, it changes a little bit year to year. They yeah. have a recipe, I'm sure, but yeah, but you know, they try things with it, it. It changes a little bit, and it, with the pumpkin, it doesn't matter. It could be bad, it could be great. You're still gonna sell the shit out of it, which kind of drives me nuts, but whatever. Yeah. So pumpkin beer is coming, guys. Be on the lookout for that, and you know what makes it sweet? That is malt. So. Uh, Good malt word. and what's what was your word again? Cask. Yeah. yeah, you might even see a malted cask somewhere down the line. You definitely could. And uh, don't be scared to try that. We'll post some definitions, and I'll post some cool pictures of pumpkin beers because I'm pretty corny and I like pictures. Again, Boston <laughs> Beer Benny on Instagram. Check it out. Uh, we'll go on to our favorite fan favorite weird beer stuff. Uh, I have a great great story. It really. It's a, a generation-defining, a species-defining story. Cautionary tale? That, uh, no, no. It's, no, okay. It's really, it's an industrious story. I can't wait to tell you. So I'm nice. going to take you to the lovely planet of Mars. Ooh, never planet. been. I've heard it's great, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, by this story, you would think that you did go. Okay. I'm so excited. The, um, the NASA Spirit Rover okay. was on a short stroll of Mars. Back in November of 2007. And it took some video of the surface of Mars. And I guess they shipped this video back to NASA. And there are people called anomaly spiders. That look okay. sift through this video to find something that doesn't look different. And a man by the name of Thomas Miller. 64 years old. NASA anomaly spider. Spotted what can only be described as... The greatest thing on Mars. <laughs> Can only be. The, that's the only way you could possibly He spotted it. a beer bottle on the surface of Mars. Did he now? Yes. Now, now, let me guess. It was a Bud Light. No, it wasn't a Bud Light. It wasn't okay. a Bud Light. The bottle was green. Heineken. And it had a red <laughs> and white label with Ooh. a cork or cap at the end. Uh, so, this beer... Um, Clearly a beer on Mars. I mean, Martians, big drinkers. We're big yeah. supporters of Martians. Shout it must out to have Martians. been a limited release. I didn't get a... Exactly. I didn't hear about that Mars during our aged, podcast. Mars aged from 2007. Nice. Uh, but this was not the only item found on Mars. Oh, apparently. so they did other ones. Apparently okay. they found a large spoon on Mars. Okay. That and was probably during like the, the opening process, yeah. maybe. <laughs> They've also found several rings and gloves. And I'm asking, if there's stuff on Mars, why didn't we find out about it before? Why am I, I finding out about it through a beer article? 
Yeah, that's kind of odd. I mean, I don't know about any of this. So I'm assuming it's all hogwash. Well, I'm gonna post the I'm gonna post the article. You can judge Love yourself. It. I mean, but this it, is scientific fact. Moment. Scientific fact. So, Damn. based on the green bottle, red and white label, Mo, what beer do you think it was? That was a treehouse. All think day. It's a tree- <laughs> no, I have no idea. Bottle, I have no idea. 2007. So I'm going to give you a couple examples. These are two. Okay. That, one that you may have heard of and one that you've definitely heard of. Sapporo, so. maybe? How about uh, Pilsner Urkel? <laughs> Do you think that the uh, the Germans were up there drinking some beers? Um, I mean, maybe. Advanced space program. They're very good at physics. They love their beer. Yeah, probably. I mean, I can't rule it out. Okay, can't rule it out. German. another one could have been a West Coaster. You know how NASA likes the West Coast? Pliny the Elder? Oh, ha- Might have, have had a cork, it said, you know? I mean, I don't know. That does explain the moldy Pliny the Elder that you got that one time. <laughs> that could have came from Mars. <laughs> Probably a solid trade from Mars. That's why shipping so much in trades. Damn. So, guys, just so you know, if you are looking for a vacation spot, Mars does have beer available. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, good to know that they do releases bottle. from at time to time. Yeah. Yeah, so Mars has beer bottles, guys. Just go up there and check them out. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Let us know if you find them. You're so. probably going to need a sponsor for that, just like we need a sponsor yeah. for the show. Shout so. out to that. Yeah, weird beer stuff brought to you by Guinness NASA. Book of World Records. <laughs> NASA. <laughs> I think NASA's in the market to sponsor. Oh man! So, oh, NASA would totally sponsor us. I mean, what's a hundred bucks? I mean, that's uh, it's what's a, their not, budget? No, well, what's their budget? Trump cut it, so we don't have any budget. Yeah, not gonna costs, get into it. It not costs like fifty thousand dollars for a wrench when you're in NASA. Yeah, like what's a hundred bucks a year? Hey, you know that's a part. I mean, we should be sponsored by NASA. I feel like at, at the very least, we're sponsored by NASA. So uh, that is it for weird beer stuff, guys. I'll post that article on our awesome. Facebook group. Did you say you had another weird beer stuff? Article? No, I don't have another weird beer. I, okay. I have, I do have another shelfer, but no, uh, no other weird beer. All right, yeah. Right. Let's go into shelfer of the week then. Close it down with shelfer of the week. This is when you go to your liquor store, looking to have a good beverage. Didn't get a chance to get out there to the brewery, but you need something to enjoy. Mo, hook them up. What do they got for a shelf of the week? I'm going to go session times two here. I went session on the first show. I'm going to go session on the second one. Um, been pretty lucky, and I, I, I found this. Actually, Danielle from the Cask and Pig found this for me. Um, Lawson's uh, just released their session number eight. Previously available to us was session number two. So now in liquor stores, again, very sparingly, because for some reason their session is harder to find than Sip of Sunshine. But session number eight, uh, very hoppy. It does have some grapefruit in there as well. A lot of grapefruit character. Um, So if you like that, you're going to like this beer. I think it's 4.8% or 4.5%. Okay. Um, very drinkable, but it, it, it again, just like just like with the Fanny that I mentioned the last episode, uh, very hoppy version of a session, and it, it actually drinks like an IPA and only in the force. So uh, great beer if you can find it. We've been lucky enough to find it at Shaw's, ironically, oh, wow. which actually sells beer and wine now. Wow. That's um, what she's- wasn't 100%... Uh, convinced of that until I saw her picture. So it, it, it was 100% Shaw's that she bought it from. I didn't even know Shaw's so, still existed. Yeah, Shaw's is still a place. So Shout out to Shaw's. You could be if on you're the looking show. For a sponsor. Brought to you by Shaw's. You could be there. It, it's not going to come free next time. I'm not no, going to name drop you know, for nothing. We know. But that's my shelf for the week. So take that. Find it if you can. 
It's not, not going to be easy. You can get on lists at most liquor stores. If they do get it in, they'll give you a call. I mean, you know a lot about that. Yeah, they never so, call me. So, yeah. Um, I am going to go with a shelfer of the week off the top of the dome here. I don't have it in front of me. I'm going Big Bad Wolf on you in Bev. I'm going Goose Island Sophie. Ooh. Goose Island Sophie, you can find it just about every liquor store. A nice, light IPA. It's got some great flavors in it. Might not be an IPA. I'm getting hammered for calling people's beers out. I, it's I said, not an IPA. I said Framingham last week was uh, was what I... I said it was a lager or something like that. A barrel-aged lager. And somebody was like, it's a Baltic Porter, bro. It is a Baltic Porter. Like, wow, That's true. dude. Baltic uh, Porter. Sophie is a sparkling is. farmhouse. Sparkling farmhouse. Yeah. Shout out to sparkling farmhouses. 92 out of 100 on Beer Advocate. Yeah, see? So go out, find it. Sophie... Uh, farmhouses are some of our favorite beers. We're drinking a Saison right now, which is a farmhouse style. Thank you, Eric. They got the flowery, uh, herbal notes. They're very low-key. They got kind of a weird acquired taste to them, but, but they are really good, and they give some different flavors that you might not get from a normal beer. So, uh, Sophie is kind of an expensive one, though. Yeah, a little bit, but they can find it, and they yep. want to go You can definitely in. find it. It's probably like 20 bucks or so for a bomber. Yeah. I think that's all they come in. I've never seen it in a 12-ounce before. I thought I saw it in a four-pack. Yeah, definitely. Maybe maybe, maybe that's a thing. And I did just get offered a keg of it, but it was close to $300. Oh. Well. So I, I passed on that. But uh, Yeah, that's another thing I wanted to ask about Goose Island. Do you know when the Berman Counties are coming out? Yes, I do. You have that information. Yeah, I'm not at liberty to discuss it. <laughs> okay. But you know what? With our listeners, I will tell you it's coming out the third week of November. Third week of I'm November, not supposed to so tell you that. Know. So if you ask any, yeah. if anybody asks where you got that information Turkey from, time. you didn't hear it from me, Turkey but it's coming time. out right around Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll enjoy it on Thanksgiving so, then. We'll I do have a frontline seat to get some of that, so. Can't wait for that. Kind of looking for some of the variants. I really want to try the coffee one. Yeah, really. With like, them dropping I'm, all those cases last year, that was a, that was a bummer. Yeah, so. that was a real bummer. Um, but, uh, but they won't do that again. No. What not, are the odds? No, what are the, <laughs> well, that'd be on weird beer stuff. Uh, so thank you for listening again. This is our second show, back to back. Hopefully we made it up to you for missing Banged that. Banged it week. right out though. But we are pros. We're signed Home up runs. for a year. We're signed up until August of 2018. Damn. Uh, in which time we hope to have a sponsor for the show. We'll have a sponsor by next week. Probably yeah, I, I feel like. I, I think so. I think so. So, um, signing off. Your host Boston Beer Benny on Instagram, Treehouse Benny on Untapped, Ben Vandal in real life. My co-host, Mo Fortin. Signing off. That's Signing it. off. Thank Done you, guys. Deal. We'll Hey-o. see you next week. Thank you.